Hello and welcome back to the Thigh Gap podcast. Yes, it's been a while. It's been uh let's not count the number of weeks. Uh those are technicalities, semantics. Let's just get to it. My name is Bogus Noog and I'm once again joined by my co-host Being Brut. Brut, what's up? What's going on? Well, you know, the second wave came in. Yep. So we kind of got uh locked into our own places. Yep. Small boxes called apartments. Mhm. and uh, now great news is uh, the telangana government has raised the lockdown away yeah what do you say ended the lockdown like how do you put it i don't know what it was because typically what i was expecting that as usual if they say they, you know oh yeah. it's going to be going on for another 10 days right then ninth day at the ninth hour at the ninth minute we get another yeah. you know first of all there's a cabinet meeting with yeah. regards to what should we do next right and then obviously i don't know how that conversation goes mm. but i think they all just stare at the clock and they're like now 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 that's it all they say is now alpha go go <laughs> so <laughs> alpha plan a is a go yeah and usually what happens is at the very last minute they let us know there's 10 more days of the same yeah. going to happen and in the past i used to get always pissed off by this but yeah. uh these Three four weeks of extra lockdown have uh, helped me to take a pause, brood, and reflect. And uh, I understood why they do it, and I'm not so pissed off anymore. Uh, because the only logical reason, you know, mm-hmm. um, maybe there is some sadism involved, but <laughs> from the government, from the government, <laughs> okay. But the only logical reason I saw was maybe they're trying to avoid that uh, panic shopping or panic uh, buying that we usually tend to see. Like if they announced way too early. then people will be like oh there's another 10 days of this so again they'll rush to the stores and rush to the petrol banks and you know yeah which i don't understand i never understood panic shopping before a lockdown yeah. for the plain reason i understand grocery shopping yeah okay because okay you, you might not want to come out for like the next 10 days or 15 days mm. so you want to stock up your groceries makes sense mm. why are people rushing to the petrol banks like I never understood the rush in a petrol bunk just before the lockdown. I mean like where are you going? Exactly. <laughs> like like where are you trying to go during a lockdown? I still understand the wine shop queues. Mm. That is again, you know, yes. it's sensible, right? Yeah. You're stuck at home, you're going to face your wife all day. Yeah. Fair enough. You want to drink like all all night. And in the same way I understand the queues outside medical stores as well because yeah. that's what I saw three places yeah. medical stores yeah. wine shops and petrol banks yeah. Yeah. because medical store again you're going to be stuck with your wife for a very long time so and you're drunk now that you've shopped in the wine so shop so you need medif- medication for not only uh, a hangover yeah. but uh, for um, tumorous headaches as well exactly yeah. and probably I don't know if they're newly wed uh, maybe a bunch of condoms I don't know yeah Yeah. procreation is an important aspect of marriage mm-hmm. so yeah medical shops makes sense yeah but petrol bunks it still puzzles me it still puzzles me who are these people who are filling petrol like just before a lockdown or do you think maybe they're smarter than us and uh, there's something like if there's a lockdown then at the end of it maybe there's going to be inflation maybe uh, the petrol prices are going to go up and they want to avoid that uh i don't think our public is that smart You okay. Know, I don't think we see that far ahead mm-hmm. into what's going to happen post lockdown. Mm. It's very moment see like you said it is all impulsive shopping, yeah. right? Yeah. So all these are impulsive decisions. It's like for me going to a petrol bunk before a lockdown is like going to a water park in rainy season. Doesn't make sense. Okay. Okay. You know what will you do in a water park in a rainy season? If it's raining, what will you do in the pool? Right. You know how neurotic you have to be or like how Kuku, you have to be to go to a water park during rainy season. But wouldn't wouldn't that be like the best case scenario? Because nobody will be there. It's not just the bottom half of your body that's constantly <laughs> wet, but now you feel the three sixty degree like wetness. Yeah. Ah uh, no. Okay. I think that that negates the whole concept of a water park. Hmm. Like you know, you're going through a slide and then there is rain falling on you. Right. Water park is not just a swimming pool, right? I hope you went. To, did you go to a water park like as a kid? Oh, uh, it's been a very long time. SL World. Yeah, know, very long time. Place. Very long time. Yeah, it's like fun place, right? Mm. You don't want to like, you want to control the drench. Right. You know. You want to know. Yeah. Be aware of where the wetness is. Exactly. I just want my wetness to be only till my thighs. That's it. That's it. 
and if i don't want that but i still want to wear like a swimming suit or like a trunk or whatever mm-hmm. then i go for a ride i go into the ride sit yeah. in there with the you know beach clothes yeah amongst the concrete jungle mm. so it's just like an aesthetic feel yeah makes sense i'm not sure how much of this echo is being captured but it feels like we are in deep secret underground cave or we are up high up in the heavens you never know you, know, you never know you, yeah. like this is the ambiguity that we provide to our yeah. audience yeah. where they keep guessing where are we speaking from yeah this is the reason which why is, this is still an audio podcast yeah. which is uh, our locations are top secret absolutely so yeah. if somebody is offended you can't find us yeah yeah probably whole, can. i don't know depends on who got offended yeah like how badly do you want to find yeah. us is the question <laughs> um but if you do want to find us you know where to reach us on our socials yep um twitter we are at underscore at thai gap at thai gap and uh, instagram, instagram is at underscore thai gap yes and we have our email which is mind thai gap at gmail.com right so if you don't want to find us you that's the place you start first yeah and uh, so you can ask us like hey i want to meet you you can do that whole stalker thing where mm, you're nice to us and right. then you meet us and catch us and then like hold our collar and like what the fuck were you talking about bro yeah. in your podcast and we are like cool with that yeah any kind of interaction with humans we are up for it absolutely and also on apple uh, especially on apple podcasts like if you leave a five star rating and if you write a nice comment that really helps us out yeah we so, can't promise a shout out but we can suggest it yeah we can or we can tease it yeah we can kind of like you know tickle with it or something yeah find out find out what happens yeah yeah life is full of surprises people exactly and if you don't want to be surprised by us mm. who else is there to surprise you yeah if you're listening to this we are the only guys who you have yeah let's be honest you're that's, pretty lonely yeah 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 Uh, yeah and if that's the case you know there's an episode called loneliness versus solitude <laughs> which we a quick call back yeah, to our previous plug. episodes on thai gap podcast mm. so i don't think we've ever gone this long without recording an episode bro of course i mean we took a break it was because of external circumstances yes yes, yes. between the night curfew only and then just 4 hours in the morning there was no way in hell we could have Yeah. Met up because both of us stay on the other sides of the city pretty much. Now, yes, I have like I don't know if people have followed in one of the episodes it got revealed that I moved out of Kokatpally. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, I like where I've moved. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell where I have moved. Right. People have to listen to the whole episode to figure it out. Yeah. Uh but uh, yeah, that distance has become a problem. Whoever said long distance relationships are cool, mm. they don't know. Yeah, they're lying. They've to never themselves. been in one. No. Right. So so it was difficult for us and logistically it was very hard. Yeah. And we are one of those people who are like hey, let's not do it digital. Let's not Yeah, we did not it. want to do it. Yeah, we we have to be in each other's presence to get the chemistry and the energy flowing and you know yeah. to get the eco effect and all that. Exactly. Natural organic eco effect. Exactly. Right? So we didn't want to entertain that nonsense. Yeah, if you ever wondered what would it be like if i was stuck with two of my friends in a cave in a deep cave yeah this is very comf yeah. for that this this is how you might feel yeah you might not know us but we know you deep down deep down we know how it is to be lonely what what have we what have we been up to brute in this break of four weeks you know what's been going on with you like have you watched something What's go- what was going I, on? I watched a bunch of stuff, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched a show which is very close to you, personally, mm-hmm. uh, okay. in multiple ways. Uh, Family Man 2. Oh, yeah, I watched Family Man 2 as well. Yep, yeah. I watched Family Man 2. And uh, to be honest, I was surprised by Samantha's acting. I think she's becoming a good actress mm-hmm. as she's like, you know. Well, it could also be that the opportunity presented itself now, right? Because I don't think she ever got any of... I mean a role anywhere close to this one. Ah uh, she past. did I think she did uh, I mean it was not as unglamorous as this one mm. but she did do a few movies where she was not the conventional you know starstruck female lead or anything there's a movie called with naga chaitanya mm. with basically they're like middle class family and they're forced married which one is this uh amij savai i don't know oh, which movie i don't think you know that one counts because in that one she just had to be the sultry uh mysterious kind uh, of girl always will she will she make out or not kind of exactly thing, like right? always had to speak in like hushed yeah husky tones like 
which is why i'm saying she grew from there you know i think she she made good progress as an actress and mm. there are very few who have seen mm. uh when i when she and be i'll be really honest when i first saw her i was like dude she's not a great actress mm-hmm. there are a few movies which she did recently in rangasthalam i think she did really well but i like pooja hegde pooja hegde for me is like is the real deal okay i really like her for the fact that she looks so normal mm-hmm. you know so what do you say generic yeah so generic <laughs> actually that's the word it's like she's so normal but then she has this few random things that kind of pop out once in a while just took so. me back because a common friend of ours and i we used to joke around that pooja ek day uh, looks generic yeah and she might like yeah. uh, it's like vidya bala I mean, we never said it was bad yeah it's not bad we Come just on. said it was generic yeah That's she it. might and it's like mad demon you know yeah. why mad demon got casted in jason bond because he had one of the most common faces mm mm-hmm. like he was not that dropped it gorgeous good looking guy mm-hmm. and the director actually said that like hey, you would work because you're not that handsome that's that's how his the director's feedback was after his audition yeah mad and demon also tends to have a resting confused face yeah which helps yeah which is like the typical you know a working class guy who's, who's always confused grinding through his day every yeah. day so it being right generic is not bad it's not bad at all yeah for yeah. all those people who has not who have not seen me i have a generic face i've been compared to you know from goats to fucking like like movie stars or whatever so i have a super genetic face across species you're saying across across the levels i people call me gautam bhimani okay. people call me um, a goat when i have my beard and stuff as in not the greatest of all time but actually goat it depends on what i take it no like, i think the mean the animal yeah. maybe i yeah. don't know i don't want to dig deep i don't right. go into those criticisms like that mm-hmm. but you know the generic faces are good you know they yeah there's really nothing important. wrong there's yeah. nothing wrong and pooja hegde she might i might agree with you mm. but she still has that charm in her face like i don't know how that comes yeah of course i mean i've seen mohenjadaro also of a movie <laughs> like i really why i saw that just wanted to see how bad the movie was right. i did see it right. and i felt like she's still pretty like she still did well for whatever was supposed to be done there mm. but coming back to samantha Yeah okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I honestly feel that it is not fair to evaluate an actor in that way because I think it has to do with the opportunities also that you're getting. This role especially was very specific. Mm-hmm. And it there was a lot of um, resentment and you know bad history and anger, especially the anger and frustration yeah. in that character's back journey. Yeah. Which I think was very different from whatever opportunity that she got in the past i think this is the first time she is doing something like this in a ott platform yeah, i don't yeah. know if she has ever worked in no i don't she's not worked like a web series yeah. so obviously why one of i mean but she did few tel, tamil movies where she did some really good roles i think what was that 36 uh define which, good role what do you mean so basically she is this person who's uh who has this extramarital affair mm-hmm. and ends up killing somebody okay and now her husband and this guy this female mm. are trying to hide the body and that's like typical middle class who are living in this huge kota uh, kind of a place mm-hmm. and uh, they're hiding this body while their neighbors are coming in her relatives are coming in and there's a huge chaos but they have to subdue that whole fear of oh there's a dead body in the house and the kids in the house the kids of the relatives come and they are roaming around the house and blah 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 there are few roles it's like one of those movies which has like multiple stories put together where vijay so, sethupathi acted as like this unique okay okay what was it know. called deluxe okay deluxe yeah so sh- she she did well in that she was the main character in this like so in that or? story yes so like i said there were multiple stories multiple stories yeah and and her story was this one and she did really well she did pre- oh baby was good Uh, okay obi was a very different where she had to play like this old lady who's just got back her youth and all mm, and I she did well in that i didn't watch any of those so yeah, yeah. for a fan you should i think you should watch a I lot more i never said i'm a fan like i'm not or a, a person who like found, finds her pretty i watched mohenjadaro just because pooja hegde looks pretty okay yeah, <laughs> i wanted to see what was her first mistake for me it's more like um or do i think she's pretty okay i thought she's pretty good i'm moving on you know it's not like i'm going to keep following <laughs> and watching movies that they're in it's more about whether the movie is interesting or not but family man 
and she was also damn fit in that role physically fit i mean i'm assuming that you don't abs. you don't follow her on instagram no i don't she's a huge fitness freak okay that's why it was surprising yeah. she was she's a, and i think raj and dk were actually having doubts in casting her initially because it's not a glamorous role and mm-hmm. she might reject that mm. but when she was in they kind of had a conversation and they told manoj bajpai that oh we are casting her mm-hmm. and manoj bajpai was like she's are you sure like she's she looks fragile blah 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 mm. so the first time he actually went to shoot with her mm. they showed her showed manoj bajpai a video where she was doing her own stunts and manoj bajpai like okay she's really into it like mm. so once he gave like the green signal or la- rather like he was also convinced that yeah it's a perfect casting i think they went for like two three other people before they went to samantha actually mm. i don't know i was seeing one of the interviews yeah it, it was it was pretty clear that she really gave it her yeah. all yeah. and overall in terms of the overall cast as well yeah. such a great job yeah they did the funny show. thing is like like the typical you know stories uh the chellam guy yeah. became such a huge meme meme yeah. and like a popular character yeah and i again it's like more like i think it's very good writing rather than the guy acting itself Yeah I didn't find the guy to be like No there Whoa. was there was nothing in in terms of like scope for yeah, acting in that exactly. role It was more about the positioning of that character yeah. in the story Yeah and it became so popular that now people are writing to the creators saying maybe there should have been more chellam or uh, maybe we want to see more of chellam but that's the thing it worked because because it's only so much it was served in such small doses one of one of such characters that i think of is i don't know if you have seen this movie called prema chitram pelliva chitram which is an oh, old janjala movie i've watched it but i don't remember okay anything. so i'll tell you the beauty is of this role this the character that tanikala bharne did mm-hmm. so they're all going for like to give you a I'll paint a picture. Mm-hmm. Everybody is going to the village in a train to attend a marriage or whatever. Right. And there's this villainous guy. Mm-hmm. So Brahmanandam is supposed to be the antagonist. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he's scheming about how to spoil the marriage and whatever. Mm-hmm. Brahmanandam has this problem of shoplifting. Like he keeps taking away things and not return them back ever. Mm-hmm. So he's sitting in the train right opposite Tankele Bharni and he steals his glasses to read something or whatever. Mm-hmm. and so he stole tankele bharni's glasses and he took away a magazine of another co-passenger and the mm-hmm. co-passenger is trying to get back his magazine so he he tries to partner with tankele bharni saying that he took your stuff also okay. so ask it back so if he doesn't have your reading glasses then he can't read my magazine so i'll get back my magazine mm-hmm. this is the whole scene right this guy basically just tells the story of his life about how he lost everything in his life right like when he when he was born his mother died like when he went to school his bag was lost like he kept losing everything and all that tankelabar tankelabar right, right and he tells it in such a bland fucking like deadpan way mm-hmm. and then he becomes like psychotic and like but still do you know why i'm so happy because whoever stole my stuff never lived happily they like fucking died oh. right and it's just that that switch okay it, he's just there for about like 2 minutes or 3 minutes right fucking brilliant role and every time i see the movie I, i always wish like wish this guy comes again sometime yeah. you know later yeah and but it won't work it right won't it work, just yeah. won't work i mean even if you do introduce that character again you're just diluting from the potency of the first bit yeah so chellam really worked because he was coming in those small doses and what i really liked also was that they were in fact bridging the gap between it it was a generational gap in intelligence yeah because that character of chellam was active in the past uh when you know manoj bajpayee's character and all were kids yeah and so there is always this uh bridge in intelligence between generations that this character was helping to fill yeah. like for example in the in the climax it's he who really enables these guys to find where they are where uh, these guys are plotting and Correct. if he wouldn't have really come and they would mm-hmm. have had no clue yeah. in the whole state of tamil nadu like where to go and now look actually even in the people. beginning i think every time chellam came yeah. he solved the problem yeah, right? it was not much. like 
like he was a google for these guys and yeah. they are fucking cia or you know central intelligence and not just for these guys specifically only for shrikant only for manish bajpayee yeah because he did not want anything to do with the the department correct. as such correct and he made it clear also like he's not he doesn't care it's right. just his personal relationship yeah. with this guy that because of which he even has a door open to hmm. call him and contact him and all that stuff and so like what else like uh, like which other characters do you i mean which other movies or serials that you've seen where there is this guest appearance which kind of stole the show and then you're like everybody's like dude this guy is the best guy can you think of such characters which kind of made a mark um cameos i found brad pitt's guest appearance in friends was killer like i think he did really well mm-hmm. uh in fitting that you know universe mm-hmm. so naturally there's so many other characters who came who just didn't fit that well yeah. i mean bruce wills came i mean friends had like like a, a lot of, of yeah. celebrities but brad pitts was probably the ones which stood out for me just the way he fit into that friends ka universe uh oh, that is one neil patrick harris in uh, white castle the yeah what's that movie i'm uh, talking about uh, what oh yeah 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 the kumar and harold's uh, harold and kumar harold and kumar yeah. yeah oh yeah dude that character yeah was... that guy is sick dude yeah uh, insane that's a good character yeah that's a good cameo yeah it was a much higher escalation of his bani stinson yeah. kind of character also yeah and yeah that was amazing what else are there there's so many others there's so uh, many yeah there's so many but in movies specifically there's not much of a scope yeah because if you mo- think of it yeah there's a better scope in serialized like long form yeah uh content but in movies it's slightly tougher so yeah and i hadn't watched family man 1 also so when 2 was coming out i was like okay let me catch up so i watched the first part then the second part and then i watched this uh, show called the last hour i think on amazon mm-hmm. prime it's a um, psycho thriller kind of a genre uh-huh. and it is shot completely in sikkim okay and um, who's uh, anil kapoor's uh, family sanjay kapoor. sanjay kapoor ah okay okay San- sanjay kapoor yeah okay so sanjay kapoor is there in that but the best part about that show of course was that a the location they shot it sikkim. completely in sikkim it's mm-hmm. so beautiful yeah and then they also talk. yeah and then they also made the choice to hire local actors mm mm-hmm. so oh instead of having to watch you know all north indian kind of actors typical in a different location yeah <laughs> this time you're seeing actually people from there acting in and so they their language their accent of hindi matches their uh, mannerisms yeah. it's also we made it more interesting to watch because you're getting some amount of uh, authenticity at yeah. least yeah yeah um so what I'm, is the what is the series about again it's about it's to do with their uh, folk uh, tales uh-huh. so they derive from their own northeastern folk tales and uh, it's about a guy who can um like just after you die right if you mm-hmm. died mm-hmm. this guy can do some sort of a ritual near you mm-hmm. where he can meet you in the afterlife mm-hmm. like he astrally projects okay meets you in the afterlife and then he walks you to the point where there's a boat mm mm-hmm. and he helps you get on the boat basically he's helping you move on move on pass okay. over so the he's way, like a post death counselor post death counselor like, yeah. bro you got to move on bro you're dead exactly that's ex- that's exactly what he does uh-huh. he helps people realize that yes they've died yeah and now they have lots of questions hmm. so he simply guides them through he takes them to the point where they get on the boat and yeah. the boat sails off i think a lot of people who die now their question to that guy would be like so when is a lockdown ending <laughs> like what is the next step yeah and they like doesn't matter bro <laughs> you got to move on get on the board bitch i ain't got all day so basically now this hero has a power which means the antagonist also has a different power of his own obviously and he wants this hero's this power. power absolutely so that's basically the arc of the story yeah and uh, and considering kapoor, it was sanjeev kapoor sanjay kapoor mm. i think it would have been easy to get his power sanjay kapoor looks no sanjay kapoor is just a cop oh yeah. he's not even like the hero no, no. he just he was just oh. a mumbai cop uh-huh. who got mixed up transferred oh to the second place mm-hmm. i don't know because he goofed up in his job or somehow mm-hmm. so they transferred him and that's how he finds himself in this world 
the hero is a sikkim uh, based actor on okay. it okay so that is interesting it's on amazon prime it's amazon. on amazon prime it's called mm. the last hour so story wise plot wise i mean you can make out the budget was really low yeah so they did their best especially in the in the supernatural sequences mm-hmm. showing how people pass on and yeah. all that they did a good job with the budget but otherwise there was not it wasn't really great the only good part about it was the fact that they used local actors mm-hmm. and it felt more authentic and more natural like that's the only thing that kept me watching and also the sceneries of course obviously that's sikkim like yeah. you click random pictures they look amazing yeah but there's another thing that actually came in that i probably got i discovered or mm-hmm. i came across in the in this last four weeks is clubhouse oh yeah, yeah. oh sweet lord is house party 2.0 yeah only without games and all the nonsense that is and without video and without video great yeah. great thing i think it's an important thing uh and well moderated well you know designed app mm-hmm. um but i still don't know how to use it but i can see that is going to become like a huge rage very soon and then it will go like top yeah yeah i kind of got the same fad kind of uh, vibe from that because on the one hand okay it's nice that you're getting all these people you're having conversations going but then there's no way to access that conversation at a later point of time yeah from the app itself like there's no option to record yeah a session or share it yeah. through clubhouse uh the only way i've seen people doing it is they've recorded it on their phones and they're you know uh sharing it on different social media platforms yeah but then as long as you're not able to do that within the app itself I don't know how long it's going to go for. The only thing that I see which is good about it is that whole concept of live real time commentary yeah on things yeah. right and you can just listen to it it's like an audio book or like it's an audio chatter yeah uh and that's the only thing that I find great about it. There's not much of sharing per se that you can do on that. Yeah and as expected the quality of the audio that you hear I mean the I mean I don't mean audio quality I mean quality of discuss- discussions or conversations <laughs> it's oh my i've God. heard i've seen some of the weirdest you know rooms on clubhouses yeah like they have this whole list of things that you can't do like don't be flirty don't try to like talk cheap mm-hmm. blah 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 mm-hmm. that's like the room rules or whatever right and you go into the room and that's exactly what exactly. is happening yeah. <laughs> like they are like bad mouthing each other or bitching each other and then there's like this somebody is like oh guys don't worry like they know each other So like okay so how does it matter to me like yeah. I don't give a fuck yeah and but, and also the moderation i think would would be so tough to do like imagine you have you have a room where there's like 100 people who've joined yeah you have to now sit and moderate who talks now and who doesn't talk and who's not behaving well so that you kick them out of the room but it's like a thankless job it it is a very atmanirbhar exactly uh, you know like you as a speaker if you are not a moderator and you are yeah. a speaker you need to abide by the rules if you don't then if you're lucky the mm-hmm. moderator won't figure out who is the guy who's not abiding by the rules if right. if you are not lucky then you get kicked out so you do the same thing in another room mm. so it it is yeah those are like the back drawbacks of the app you need 10 like at least if you have like 50 people in a room speaking mm. you need at least about like 10 moderators who can keep track of who's speaking what and etc yeah and also it's like a thankless kind of job like it is. what do you get out of it is like a traffic police job like nobody like appreciates it yeah to think about it nobody appreciates a traffic police it's so bad yeah i mean that's true but i don't really see how far it will go uh, the kind of conversations like i said there was not one room where i felt like Oh I should stick around because this yeah. is interesting. Yeah. It's always like within 2 minutes or 5 minutes I'm <laughs> like I'm out. You know, it's like what is going on here? And there's no like literal description of the room, right? It's yeah. just a heading. So you read the heading and it's like yeah, I mean random room mm. of um do you do you are you a night person or a morning person? Mm. That's like the room name. Hmm. and then you go in and people are talking about bhai chai peene se maza aata hai yaar subah subah like what <laughs> like Such what is happening? this is not something that i'm excited about so it's 
it is it has its own difficulties in probably making your audience stick to you the only plus i saw was i mean for people like me who are allergic to facebook <laughs> you know if you want to find like in your own city you know people in interesting professions yeah. or interesting meetups like some people who want to just go out and do street photography right and they want to talk about it like coordinate about yeah. that stuff i think that was the only benefit that it's i like saw it's like the cheapest phone call yeah conference call rather yeah and once you talk in that particular moment in that situation and then the session is done yeah it's all gone it's all gone up in the air yeah. it's mm, i don't know how long really it will last i don't see a huge shelf life it yeah. will have it will ride the high and then it it will kind of die down yeah but how much of how much of generic content they would be getting mm. is ridiculous yeah you know everybody going out like i've seen i've seen rooms where people are talking about depression people are talking about being treated unfairly because of color race or whatever mm-hmm. and you know you go into a room 10 minutes you listen to people and you're like dude why are you like telling all this yeah <laughs> like don't tell all this dude this is supposed to be your personal shit like don't tell it but again see it's their call but i mean that, i'm not very like that's a fad like you just you know wash victimized. it dirty linen you know, in public yeah it's like i want to be a victim it's almost yeah. you can hear that you know in the background yeah. that i want to be a victim because this is what happened to me yeah you're not teaching anything good to these people like i mean i might be coming across very controversial in this with mm-hmm. this opinion but if you don't the first step of not getting like bogged down or like bullied mm. is like you should stop believing you're the victim yeah you know if you if you at any level feel that and if you feel that you know by sharing this i'm going to like no people look at the responses you're getting oh that's so sad that shouldn't happen like mm. obviously yeah like that's no rocket science and then you get hear their side of the story about you know what goes through these guys like how how bad these bullies are or mm. you know all these racial you know yeah. abusers or whatever they're called yeah and you're like no so how is that helping you defining the whole act that doesn't help the person much it's a completely different thing that helps the person and that's they are not going to get that here it's evident yeah so i think that's a misuse of the platform also and it shouldn't be done according to me i was thinking like how would this really benefit the people who are behind the app and the only way i can see it is i don't know if you know ai is really at still at that point where it can clearly pick up everything that is being said and then transcribe that automatically maybe you can do that with the western accents but with our mixed language that we tend to speak we tend to go in and out between our languages yeah how much can the ai really understand what it, the hell are you saying what i feel is it's repository it's just repository yeah, yeah just it, collect what people are saying if if i was if i was an owner of an app like that and mm. thousands and millions of people talking on my app and i am obviously recording it to the back end yeah right all i would say is dude i have like 100 million hours of people talking yeah in different age groups in different age groups yeah. about different topics yeah uh uh you know and that revealing some really dark stuff mm. over here mm. right so here is the material you figure out what you want to know if you have the tools so i can go to a google and say like you can improve your google search by knowing what people are really talking about yeah and this is real time stuff so so yeah. i think that way they can really benefit otherwise I-, i don't see a reason why all these apps are for free of course i mean anytime anything is free yeah this there is a hook yeah and it's also i think there could be a differentiation made between the amount of interest for example if online if the ai is looking at how many people liked one particular product then they can say okay in these age groups these people these many people like it yeah. but yeah. then in clubhouse with the audio thing it is like with the intonation in the voice and how much passionate how passionately you are about saying you love this sports person or you love this particular yeah product or company maybe they can tag metrics to that differently to yeah. say okay this is how much this person is interested in this particular product yeah it's almost like i will start speaking your language in the way you want to hear me mm. you know so question on the table is is clubhouse as innocent as it looks 
No, I don't think so. I mean, anytime, yeah, I it's free, first of all. <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> the easiest way to lure people is like make it free. Yeah. And like you said, it's just it just seems to be like a repository. Just come on, guys, yeah. come to our servers and just keep just, talking. Yeah, keep talking, man. Yeah, we'll figure it out later on. Yeah. Don't worry about what's going to happen to you. Yeah, yeah. Like, just put yourself out there. Yeah. It's like typical. That's what I'm saying. It's like a typical stalker stuff, you know. Stalkers are sweet to you. Mm. They're not like, or like kidnappers. Mm. They are not like brute, like brawly and like fucking banging your head yeah, and yeah, taking yeah. you away. They're more they're, sneaky. Yeah, they're very sneaky. They're very, you know, coy mm. about their actual intention but then the only i mean one of the benefits or advantages that we were talking about which is if there's a live event going on like you have the world trade yeah. world, uh, world trade centers not yeah. final world trade centers uh, <laughs> test final that's going on in, in england in england between india and new zealand and so anytime you have innings breaks or even while the match is going on like you can you just you can have a discussion you can just have a live commentary yeah going it's on. like sitting in the stadium and talking to the guy next to you yeah. who who might be who could be the same who has the same level of passion to the game as you because both of you are in the stadium mm. you might kind of probably replicate that in some way yeah you know but unfortunately that is not happening so much as much as it should you know now i've seen a bunch of rooms being open for this match have you seen how many more speakers are there like how many more yeah that's the problem yeah i because mean then it becomes very one sided it's not like very none of know. the rooms that i saw had anyone popular so i guess if there was one popular celebrity or you know a known figure hmm. who created a room saying i'm going to be commentating on the match throughout yeah. then i think there'll be a lot but of why people. do they need clubhouse anybody who's popular like hmm. harsha bogle hmm. why would he need a clubhouse he would probably get on to clubhouse post the match no he doesn't need clubhouse because he's already being paid to be elsewhere yeah i'm saying popular like Chopra. some of these uh, <laughs> you know some of these comics stand up comics who are also cricket fans ha huh. who tend to do something on youtube yeah, yeah so for them it it can be like i'm just going to open a room but it's a very difficult thing to like do a live session as the match is going on it's very difficult like okay if if not i mean like live, a commentary why not you know you run out of you run out of like expressions you run out of words you get bored mm. it becomes mundane in your head mm. uh, of using the same word oh shit oh, what a fantastic shot how many will you say like how many times will you say fantastic shot yeah right so you try to do something you kind of like it's it's a very tricky thing to do commentary it's not as easy as it looks like i know a lot of people say that no it's not easy akash chopra is like you know the worst commentator ever yeah but let us cut a flag I, this guy can still manage to speak 8 hours of the whole day mm. right or like so 4 hours in a stretch for the same thing that's happening more or less like probably like 10% here and there of variation yeah so if you look like at uh, i mean if you look at innings breaks or tea break or something yeah. then maybe you can yeah make better use of it to recap like the whole session right. like what went on right but speaking of you know the wtc wtc final dude who or the fuck thought of putting it in england yeah that is like, what thing. the fuck is wrong with them that is i saw thing. a crazy meme uh, on instagram today morning mm-hmm. i don't know if i shared it with you no i don't think so okay so basically virat kohli is like all shocked in the picture with his with you know, with his gear in his arms right and like what do you mean you call this a summer in england yeah <laughs> and it's pouring for like days together yeah and i'm like dude seriously man like what's what was wrong with new zealand fucking put it in new zealand i don't care like make it their home country like it's like summer uh, no we didn't say summer <laughs> we meant summer rain yeah <laughs> like you said some rain yeah some okay. rain yeah that's what he actually said Sum- but mm. that's annoying yeah like this is this is uh, i mean it, it diluted the whole excitement for me you know first day washed out yeah you have a reserve day it's not like a one day match it's a test match you know how important one full day is in a test match yeah. that especially when you lose out on the first day advantage of the pitch is even or whatever and then they're using the duke ball mm. which you can't see after like 4 o'clock in london in england mm. it's so dark mm. <laughs> that yesterday's play got called off like 2 3 hours before yeah 64 overs that's all they could get yeah right and i don't know dude like there's so many loopholes in this 
So for a while it is like oh it's raining we can't play then it's like oh there's a light is yeah. low we can't play then it's like, like it's breeze, cloudy <laughs> the wind is <laughs> blowing oh, we ran out of we ran out of sanitizer we yeah, can't play we can't play it's it's annoying dude I, that's not how a WTC test final should be like treated you should treat it well like go to a place where you know put it in us i don't care like put it in a place where you don't have like weather disturbances for such a prime important match it's like an inaugural final right? yeah so it's a very imp- it's a big deal the last two years went into an anti climax like all the effort mm. <laughs> of the last two years it's almost like oh fuck dude uh, it got washed out so we are sharing the cup <laughs> with new zealand and india i mean that's the most likely scenario that we will be sharing it Unless, is that the, is that the case? That's if what I think. If it's a think. draw, if it's a draw, yeah, you share. You share is yeah. it? Ah, sh- that's not how it should be done, dude. No, but in a test, the draw is always a possibility, right? Yes, but I I think if it was a draw, then there has to be a parameter or or probably play another test, which is why I kind of get it. Like if you play like a three test. you know final yeah but their justification also i was like it makes sense he because icc was like too much of time we have to block off like one month yeah and no team is going to know hmm. in advance who is going to play the finals yeah. so how do you block that entire month yeah two teams and that that is really yeah, um, india doesn't have a problem because you already course, have, we have another like three team. teams we have yeah. four teams yeah. like if you want we'll send one rcb yeah <laughs> on the side you might be surprised that some of your players will be playing on our side because of the IPL contract so i so think india india has like 3 3 and a half or four teams and yeah. new zealand has two teams in my math i actually did this math give or take we have about like two and a half genuine teams right like two and a half is like very very realistic mm. but if i am a little liberal about it it's at least three good teams yeah three easy good teams top spinners top level pace bowlers decent all-rounder in each of the team mm. uh, a pretty good wicketkeeper in each of the team mm. uh, actually wicketkeeper i think only two are there oh no San- sanju samson is there yeah so three decent wicketkeeper batsmen yeah three decent captains yeah. you have a rohit sharma virat kohli now shikhar dhawan is also there rahane rahane is there yeah. right so there's a lot of good captains out going out there so we wouldn't have had a problem if you ask me yeah If But, they said like let's make it a three test match series, we would be like yeah, yeah sure no problem. We can deal our other commitments with our subsidy team. Mm. But when the play did start though, it was pretty exciting uh, yeah. because the competition from both sides, yeah, stubbornness from the batting and uh, stubbornness from the bowling. Yeah. It's like discipline, discipline more than stubbornness. Yeah. It's I discipline think it was, from discipline the from the bowlers. Dude, it's annoying. I mean, it was so hard to get even yeah, one run. One run. Like, imagine Pujara and Kohli sitting on zero, mm. each facing about like thirty odd balls. I mean, Pujara, we can. There's not okay. Let okay. Let me Kohli. put another case. Kohli, okay. Yeah. Imagine a Rishabh Pant sitting on zero. Yeah. After twenty balls. Yeah. Right. And that that's actually a huge kudos to both the sides. Yeah. Rishabh Pant controlling himself for twenty balls is mm. a big deal, mm. and then even the bowlers like making sure that he doesn't get carried away or give them that loose nerve where he can like un- vent out that pressure and all. Yeah. So it, dude, New Zealand. I first of all, I really like New Zealand as a cricket team. They're for, very well for liked. The longest age, universally liked team. Yeah, since probably ninety nine. Mm. It's that is when I actually started seeing New Zealand, New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Before that, it was like I don't know some team which plays in grey color, right. whatever. But New Zealand, I genuinely I loved Stephen Fleming's captaincy. Mm-hmm. Uh, whoever came, even Ross Taylor, Craig McMillan, Brendan Nathan McCallum. Assel, Brendan McCallum, obviously Brendan McCallum is like a star of a different class. Yeah. Uh, Nathan Assel again, another guy who I really liked his batting. Mm-hmm. There are some very good talented players who are very nonchalant about their talent. That's the beauty about New Zealand cricket. Like a guy like Shane Bond, yeah, is is probably one of the best fast bowlers in general. Like mm-hmm. Richard Hadley, who came from there and all. But New Zealand team almost comes across like, yeah, we are not that talented. Very unassuming. Okay. Yeah, very unassuming. Unassuming. Yeah. Even Kane Williamson. Look at Ross Taylor. He's the Taylor. king of. Uh... Yeah, Ross Taylor has been there for ages, according to me, and yeah. he's still like, hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
the only average or the only you know exception was jesse rider mm-hmm. you know about jesse rider no the left hander like bulky left hander who played no. pretty good batsman mm-hmm. but he almost always every series or every tour got into a bar fight oh okay so they finally kind of had to say like dude you have disciplinary problems so get the fuck out yeah but jesse rider is like pretty good batsman i mean in the aussie outfit probably he would be one of the most uh, well behaved boys yeah. but in the kiwi outfit now you it's yeah, yeah. kiwis are like it's all relative yeah, yeah. if i mean like, even oh, if he, this is too much if he was in england also mm. i think he would have he would have done well you had kevin peterson likes of kevin petersons and all these guys in english cricket yeah i mean one bar fight is for the aussies that's still like grade level cricket it's not even <laughs> yeah. like, you're still playing yeah. shield you're not you're still not uh, yeah. in the international and that you had with a random guy not the opposition yeah. come on yeah. come on mike you can do better than that yeah but uh, as of this recording 217 all out india yep. and uh, now new zealand is batting again yeah they're saying we are probably maybe 20 40 runs short which i don't really know if that's the case yeah. especially because I, of ashwin and jadeja um, but it's not a spin track number one it's a duke ball we don't know how it behaves mm. uh whatever rehearsals that they did or mm. the trial matches that they played something might have worked for ashwin and jadeja that they have taken them i am a little disappointed that they have not figured out a place for a guy like siraj i think siraj would have done really well on this kind of surface yeah with his in cutter and you know his his general pace everything mm. but okay shami is a fair bet yeah. and you needed ishan sharma and uh, bumra yeah so somewhere i think uh, we have i mean i would have wanted one more pace one more hand in the pace bowling department mm. but then i would have to sacrifice either jadeja or ashwin yeah so in this case i would have probably let go jadeja because siraj is still a decent fielder oh. and ashwin is still you know you, you still can expect two or three wickets in an innings from him and he probably will add more runs to you while batting than jadeja yeah i mean there was talk that even if it's not really going to spin that much you still have a you have two world class bowlers and different arm action yeah and uh, jadeja he doesn't really need a spinning track i mean if he gets a spinning track he goes to another yeah. level but if you don't <laughs> even give him suddenly saklen mushtaq yeah if you don't even give him some spinning track he'll then vary his length so much that he brings that lbw always yeah. into the question but see new zealand has always been he they always played jadeja well okay you know siraj was that x factor according to me because they haven't played siraj a lot mm. and he he's been bowling really well especially in those seeming conditions right mm. in australia then even during yeah. know, only australia is there but yeah. uh even in indian match that one match he played yeah. he bowled pretty well yeah so i would have probably took i would have taken him for the fact that okay jadeja they know how he bowls and they're pretty good players mm. like in general they're good good players and they have a lot of left handers that's another thing why i would have probably not taken jadeja mm-hmm. and used a siraj coming to the point that we were 30 40 runs short i absolutely agree with that i think this was around a 250 first innings kind of a test mm-hmm. where if you would have got in 250 probably looked at you know having an even by the end of the first innings of both the teams mm. there wouldn't have been a dif- there would have been a difference of 20 30 runs here and there mm. and it would have been very interesting that whatever the third inning score would be would would be a pretty tough chaseable you know chasing score by the time the final innings comes mm. so overall i thought like the final day target would be around 200 to 200 change here or there okay that's how i saw it but again we don't know if it again rains in the night or whatever like the the outfield is dead slow i don't know what they have done yeah uh but yeah it's it's a funny thing i thought it was a first it's a batting you know the first side batting kind of a ground i mean they pride themselves so much for the fact that their outfields the drainage system is so good that you know it soaks off all the water <laughs> and but for some reason like it's just not going to the boundary like there's so many threes there are two things for that one is obviously the uh, outfield mm. and how damp it is or how wet it is mm. um the second is the ball i think i think the i think the darker balls tend to get heavier fast 
So I'm assuming it might be the Duke's ball, which is an interesting conversation I was having with. Uh, so not conversation. I was listening to the commentary of Simon Dole, mm. and he was telling how he went to the Duke's manufacturers and oh, yeah. tried to figure out like what what is it that they were doing, mm. and they said apparently through a survey they told that uh, bowlers generally like to pick the darker balls, mm-hmm. uh, the darker red balls. Mm-hmm. So that's the reason they have done it. But having said that, he's like, if it is too much, yeah, then we can kind of tone down the darkness of the this thing. Yeah, I heard that too. Like, if you want a change of color, we can do it. You want it pink? Yeah, <laughs> like you make it pink. You want yeah. purple, mauve. Yeah. <laughs> like, you want, like, Louis Vuitton patterns on it. <laughs> like, we'll do it all. But but it would be an interesting... I would put my money on a draw. Yeah, that's uh, where it seems to be going. Right? Yeah. But if not a draw, the next best result, I think, is New Zealand is winning. Yeah, it looks like it. Just um, on the back of their bowling... Yeah, Which but yeah, really basically, I don't see India winning. <laughs> like it might be very difficult for India to win unless they come up with like a crazy performance in, you know, the first they bowl out New Zealand for one fifty and then score like a quick fire two hundred. Yeah, if the choice so, unless that happens, if the choice of these two spinners really turns out to be be like a master stroke, you know, like yeah. if wickets just end up falling back to back, then that's the only way, I guess. Maybe India has a chance to even come up with a result at the end. Mm-hmm. It's let's see. Yeah, we have done some on. really crazy stuff in the last year. Oh yeah, of test. Oh, so yeah. we never know. Can't count out Indian team. Boom! Pretty exciting to watch as long as the play is going on. Of course. Yeah, as long as the summer stays true. Yeah. In England. Yeah. But pretty much this episode has been about everything. about us coming back from a yes. lockdown and kind of dusting the cobwebs off. Yeah. Of things that we've watched, things that we are watching, which is the cricket. We will be we will continue to watch. We'll of course continue to watch. And things. also an insight into what our next episode is, which we have impromptly decide, decided right now. Yeah. I mean we mentioned it before as well for those oh, who are it? following us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually told Four weeks is a long time, Bogus. Don't expect me to remember everything. No, I don't expect you to remember Good. anything. So, I mean, <laughs> we did mention the 12-minute episode that we put out yeah. previously. It was just to check if you guys are listening. Yeah. And um, the next one, of course, will be on the blockchain and NFTs and all of that. Goodness. Oh. But I guess that's really about it that's for now. That's about it, yeah. I think uh, we are brought them up to pace as to what we are doing mm. what we have been doing yeah uh and as a passing advice invest in bitcoin guys they seem to be spending a lot of money in marketing that shit yeah and just like mutual funds that's from bogus from my sorry that's from that's brute. from bogus from that's, brute what i want you guys to do that's is from brute from myself i said do not invest gap. in bitcoin <laughs> and definitely of course this is not financial advice no this is not it's at market risk yeah, if this is and where you're coming for financial advice, then really you have problems. <laughs> but uh, you're more lonely than we thought. And let's leave on that thought. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's about it, guys, for this episode. Once again, as we always say, Brood, what do we say? Thigh gap. Subscribe. And share. And share. Share it. Come on. All being all posh, investing in bitcoins and shit. Mm. Hey, thanks for listening. You can follow this podcast on Spotify to get notified of new episodes every Thursday. We're also on Apple Podcasts for those of you who have partaken in the forbidden fruit. If you liked what you heard, leave us a five-star rating and a comment. Say anything like the quick brown fox jumped over the lazy dog. A rating and a comment really helps us out. It's free, and I'm told that's a great price. But enough about us, huh? Tell us about yourself. Leave us a comment. Our Twitter is at ThighGap and we are underscore ThighGap on Instagram.